This is the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Cattle, intuitive life coach, mama, and multiple hat wearer. I've learned firsthand that pregnancy is our invitation to awaken the divine that is already within. In this podcast, I'll show you how you can invite self-love, acceptance, connection, and intuition into your day so you too can have an incredible journey into mamahood. Keep listening for today's episode. Before we dive into today's episode, I would love to invite you along to how to stay calm and stress-free while consciously conceiving in 2021. Join me live and free where I share exactly what my clients are doing to create an easeful conception experience and welcome their baby sooner. This masterclass is being hosted on Wednesday, the 14th of July at 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, and I am so excited to cover lots of different things, but... To give you a framework, what we're going to cover is what you can control while you're trying to conceive, how you can set yourself up for success even when you don't get the two lines that you're hoping for, how to set clear intentions and hold them throughout the month, what your doubt is doing to you and how it could be inhibiting your experience, and so much more. As I said, this masterclass is live and free, and it's going to be filled with so much goodness to support you in the second half of 2021 to conceive your little angel. Follow the link in the show notes for this episode and register your spot. I cannot wait to see you there. Okay, now getting on with our episode for today. I am so excited to share with you an update finally on my health. I know that this is something that has been a topic of conversation over on Instagram. If you follow over there around, uh, I mean, I've been talking about it a lot because my health has been all over the place for about six months. But I shared a little bit on this uh, in one of the previous episodes. And since then, I've had a few more questions about what's been going on. I know I've been dropping a little bit in about intermittent fasting and the effect that it had on me and a few other things, including like stress and burnout and miscarriage and all the bits. And I thought it would be a great opportunity now that I'm sort of moving through the other side of it to share exactly what my health experience has been over the last six or so months and what I've been doing to heal myself from the point of view of just sharing, because I know that as a community, you guys love to hear a little bit of a health update and also to share, I guess, in one spot, all the bits and pieces of what's been going on, which I haven't actually done yet. A nice cohesive um, explanation basically of my life. If you are new to the podcast, uh, my husband and I are currently trying to conceive our second child and we have been kind of loosely trying to conceive for Uh, maybe 18 months now. I'm not sure, somewhere around about there. And I have been quite vocal in sharing that when I say we've been trying to conceive, it's not like when we were trying to conceive our son where, um, you know, we're like on a schedule and all of these things, but now it's very much about if it does or doesn't feel right for us to try and conceive that month. Uh, And a big part of the last six months has been that it really hasn't felt right for us uh, because my health hasn't been great. And primarily I want that to be great before I go into carrying another pregnancy for me and for the baby and just for life because yeah, I not feeling well is not fun. <laughs> so yeah, if, if you didn't know that we are currently trying to conceive. And so that also brings in some context as to why this is relevant to uh, the podcast, I guess, as well. So I feel like it's quite a big story, (laughs) so I'm going to try and keep it um, somewhat succinct while also giving you the detail as well. So 
Uh, Late last year, I experienced a miscarriage. It's my third miscarriage that I've experienced and uh, the second one. So one of them was before Flynn and then two have been after. And it was quite an early miscarriage, which has always been the case for me whenever I have lost a pregnancy. It's pretty much happened like within the week after discovering that I was pregnant or like even once it happened the same day. So that was not fun. Uh, And as a result, I... I actually found this third one to be the hardest that I've ever experienced. And I have spoken about that in previous episodes, so I'm not going to go too much more into it. But what transpired after that was uh, a really challenging time for me as far as my um, as my health. And so, like I said, I have spoken about that a little bit. But what I came to realize was early this year, so early 2021, my energy was really, really low. I was really struggling with my energy and I had started to put on weight and I've never had any type of weight issue in my life. And I say that just from the point of view of context more than anything, that I knew something wasn't right because I was like, why am I gaining weight? Nothing has changed as far as my life. Like, yes, I went through this stressful time, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it didn't feel like that was why. Uh, and anyway, I was, I wasn't feeling great. So I just kind of, you know, carried on with life. But what I soon discovered was that my choice to do intermittent fasting had had a really big impact on my hormones. And so I've been educating myself on this with, um, a particular practitioner, Jessica Ash. I have been, um, I've been learning a lot about the way that she teaches. You can find her on Instagram, um, and obviously her own website and so on. And she is a qualified practitioner. And so I have been learning through what she shares a bit more about why this could be the case. And, as far as intermittent fasting, I kind of fell into it. And in hindsight, hindsight, I actually think that is it is a convenient, convenient excuse for not eating in mom life. Like I know that's potentially like a bit intense and pretty honest, but I really think it is like a lot of my mom friends intermittent fast. And I have spoken to them about this, about it really just being a convenient excuse to not eat when you're busy and you're a mom. And, you know, what I started to notice is over time, I felt more fragile. I was, I felt like I was walking kind of on a thin edge and that I could be set off quite easily. Um, I had a lot of anger below the surface and it's really interesting because what I've learned through Jessica is that when your body isn't working effectively, it goes to the liver and it, look, I'm not a health practitioner, right? So it takes something from the liver and it causes issues with the liver as far as trying to get energy, right? So this is this is something that happens. Go see her for the details of it. Uh, but the emotion associated with the liver when we're talking in a metaphysical sense is anger, or it's actually the same in Chinese medicine. They also see the same association. And so I was experiencing the anger as well. And I just felt like, yeah, I just, I wasn't in a great place. And there are so many wellness influencers out there who talk about losing weight without deprivation. Uh, But being on the inside of seeing wellness influencers and also being in the modeling industry as a makeup artist for a really long time, like in the fashion industry um, for like seven or eight years, um, you know, I've seen the inside of two industries where uh, eating disorders are quite prevalent. I have never seen this to be true. There's so much online about, you know, I'm losing weight without deprivation. And I think it depends what we think deprivation is, but seeing the inside of those two industries, 
I think that, yeah, there's some big question marks there. And, you know, many of the people I was looking at for guidance, I was looking at them at a singular point in their life where intermittent fasting was working. And I think that that's the point here. I wasn't aiming to lose weight. I just kind of landed in intermittent fasting and I felt good for a really long time until I didn't. And so what I think happened is I was also following people online who were in that period of where intermittent fasting was working. And so this is what Jessica talks about, the practitioner I was telling you about, that eventually it gets to a point where it does affect your hormones, it does affect your stress levels, it does affect your mood. And until then, you might be feeling great because essentially you're running on adrenaline, which is what I was doing. Um, So I felt like I had lots of energy, but I had lots of adrenaline. (laughs) And so when I had this, um, this challenging experience with the miscarriage, I had a very stressful event had occurred, obviously, and it had an impact on my hormones and the way that my body was working and essentially the intermittent fasting that quote unquote had been working. And I say that in the sense of making me feel healthy and well and energized, Um, It no longer was working, except I hadn't kind of put the dots together. And so I just continued with how I had been eating and yeah, it wasn't great. (laughs) So if you saw me at this point where it was working, you would have thought intermittent fasting was great. And I want to apologize if you were watching me at that time and thought that it was great and adopted it because I was doing it because it was good for a minute. It appeared to be good on the surface, but what was happening underneath was really damaging to my hormones. And so my priority when it comes to my health is longevity. And I really want to set myself up with food, movement, self-connection goals that I can do forever. Like I want practices that I can continue to do forever. I don't want to be someone who's doing fad things that then I need to change and mitigate constantly. You know, I want to be in a place where my health is honored and consistent all the time, right? And if you think about the healthiest people that you know, they tend to be the people who are, you know, and I'm talking about longevity, not people who have just suddenly become healthy. I'm talking about people who are consistently well, they don't get sick, they have consistent energy, they are, you know, joyous, happy people, they're grounded, they're in touch with their emotions. If you think about those kind of people, I know for me, anyone who I know who is like that, eats a balanced, consistent diet. And so in healing, I am determined not to adopt restricting eat, restrictive eating habits uh, for myself ever again, because I can see how it really created an issue in quite a short amount of time. So for me, that's what my focus is on now. It's on, on, on longevity and also consistently pr- providing my body with what I need. Because I don't believe that the answer is restriction or strict rules around food. And as somebody who uh, has had orthorexia in the past, which um, you can Google what that is, it's not something that I want to go down that path of ever again. So yeah, I really wanted to touch on that because I've had lots of questions about intermittent fasting, but essentially it wreaked havoc on my hormones. And so it was doing it for a while without me noticing. And then after the stressful event, it became very obvious what was going on. I think that if our bodies are challenged because of deprivation, they need to feel safe again. And so for me, eating three meals a day, snacking when I'm hungry and helping my body to understand that it is safe and it is not in a state of, um, you know, needing, needing to store things, you know, we, we are relaxed. I'm not in fight or flight. My body is functioning. My organs are functioning. So that's, like I said, that's my focus. So I'm, I'm just working 
on eating a balance of fats, carbs, and protein at the moment and really nourishing my body in that way. And the more I learn about hormones, the more that I realize that these things are very important and that consistency is important. And I can echo that back based on how I feel now. Like physically, I feel the best that I have felt, I think, in my adult life. Like I really can't think of another time where I've felt physically better or more emotionally consistent uh, than what I do right now. And I'm going to have fluctuations, of course, but when I reflect, I was really fragile and I didn't realize it. Like I was really on a knife's edge. So, you know, that has been my experience so far and I will see where things go from here because obviously it's early days of making this shift. So as a result, like I said, I have put on a con- like a, a considerable amount of weight. I've put on more than 10% of my body weight over about six months. And like, I want to be super honest that that has been like a thing for me to, to process. And you know, for the, for this time where I have been eating consistently, I've had low energy and I have been putting on weight. It has, it's definitely been a time for me to really work on the way that I speak to myself, what I tie to my worthiness. Uh, yeah, my, my respect for myself and my body image. So, you know, I think it's, it's a big topic, right? And I'm, I'm, um, I feel like I'm kind of talking all over the place today, but I think that it's going to translate what I'm saying here in that, yeah, it has, it's been a big time for me in a lot of ways. And so I really had to sit in that feeling of trust that I knew that my body needed this consistency and that supporting it to have, that was the first step in my healing. And I'm really proud of myself for sticking with that. And there were certainly days where, uh, you know, I, I really was very unkind to myself about the way that I look and yeah, you know, we, we work through these things and over the last six months I have, I have been working through my shadow side. Like I really have seen my shadow side come up and, you know, it's not that this negative talk wasn't there before it was, I just was able to pacify it with other things, but you know, not so much now. Right. So yeah, it has, it has been a really great experience for me to understand that and look at how I speak to myself and it's changing, which is really, really beautiful. So yeah, as far as the weight, the, actually, I might talk about that a little bit more in a moment, but what I was going to say is that, you know, if, if it turns out that, my, my ideal weight changes as a result of this experience. I've really come to a place where I, and ideal, I mean, by ideal, I mean like the weight where my body thrives. I think, you know, what that point is, I really am at a point now where I'm okay with that being different to what it was before, because I feel like more than ever, I understand how valuable, how I feel is in relation to my health versus how I look. And you know, I'm being really vulnerable and honest here, and I hope that you can appreciate that. And I know that many of you are going to relate to what I'm saying, uh, because just because someone appears to be healthy doesn't mean they are. And I think this has been a really big lesson for me. Like my picture of health has changed now, and I am really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that. So something that I also learned through Jessica um, is that Some of the telltale signs of someone who is not nourishing herself is a loss of fullness in the face, um, cycles with lots of symptoms, thinning hair, and many other things. And so something that she actually said is that 
How many people get fillers and hair extensions and why are they doing that? And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And I've never had fillers, but I've had um, like definitely a loss of fullness in my face. And I have had hair extensions many times and I'm actually probably going to get them again soon because my hair is thin. It's way thinner than it used to be and I'm working on it, but I just like it when it's a bit fuller. And so, you know, I think that's something to really consider. And I don't say that from judgment at all. I just say this because I think that this online world is dangerous in so many ways, like it's beautiful and incredible in so many ways, but it's also really dangerous in so many ways when we can't differentiate between, you know, someone who is truly healthy and somebody who looks good to the societal standard that we're sitting in right now. It's just something to observe and to ask yourself, you know, are the choices I'm making about my health for the long term or are they just for a short term fix? You know, and like, like I said, you know, I haven't enjoyed carrying this extra weight like not at all. And it has been a mental battle most days reminding myself that I will find my healthy weight again. And I think I'm very much on the road to that. And like, honestly, would I prefer to just be thin? Yeah. Like actually, yes. And I know that's crazy, but I think that, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. And I mean, by it, I mean, my mindset around this. And I, yeah, I really wanted to share this vulnerably today because I know that there are so many women who relate to this. So yeah, this is, this is where I'm at so far. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like I said, more than anything, I want to feel well. And I truly believe that I can reach a point of that with patience and self-kindness. I mean, this for the long haul, I'm not here to, you know, figure out how to lose weight super fast. I'm not in my twenties anymore. (laughs) That's not a thing. (laughs) But throughout this time where I felt really tired, I felt really frustrated and lazy. And like I said, I've been working through that self-talk, but more than anything, I really needed to rest. Like I was tired. I was really tired and my hormones were all over the place. So eventually what I decided to do after a few months of like doing a few things and just really not seeing any shift, I went and had blood test to check on all my hormone levels. So I found an integrative doctor on the Gold Coast and I will share who that clinic is on the Gold Coast. If you are uh, in the area and you are looking for someone, my experience so far has been good, but I haven't been under that care for a huge amount of time. So yeah, I had all my hormones tested, all my levels tested. And what they discovered is that my testosterone was incredibly low and my estrogen was low in relation to my progesterone. And so I never thought that low testosterone for a woman would be an issue, but apparently it's very common and it's related to things such as weight gain, low energy. It's even related to depression. So, you know, the thing that I learned about this is that if we are feeling off, if we're putting on weight, if we are, uh, our energy is low, that the first thing we really need to do is to look at our hormone levels, because I just feel like society tells us and Like I love all the people in my life, but every time I went to them and said, I don't know why I keep putting on weight and I don't know why my energy is so low. The response was maybe you need to eat less. Maybe you need to move more. And you know, this is, this is just society, right? This is society. That's what we are told. If we put on weight or if something is changing with our health, it's because we are lazy. Basically we're lazy. We're not moving enough and we're eating the wrong food or we're eating too much. And it was such a mental battle for me when I, whenever I had that conversation with anyone, because 
Like I was trying to do what I thought was the right thing as far as eating well and providing my body with this safety net of like three meals a day, snacks, whenever I was hungry, I was eating and being really consistent with it. And I was putting on this healing weight while my body was working out what was going on and regulating. And yet I was receiving so many messages from the external world of like, maybe you're eating too much, maybe you're not exercising enough. And for somebody who's trying to find consistency in the food that they eat and looking for energy because they were really unable to move, then it's like, it was, it was really an opportunity for me to like hate on myself. And, you know, thankfully I had the perspective that I have right now with that, those situations. And I was able to just pop it to the side, but I think you know, as a society, I think that we really need to be more compassionate in these situations. And instead of saying, you know, like, let's go for a walk or those sorts of things. I think that the first question really needs to be like, when was the last time you had a blood test and had your hormones checked by someone who's really knowledgeable with women's hormones? And then the next question might be like, well, what do you feel like you need? Rather than kind of, yeah, so like prescribing what people need, I think that it, that it's an opportunity for us to have a really empowering conversation with the people that we love and not continue to contribute to these stereotypes. So once my energy came back, I was able to start to introduce more things into my life. And recently I had a kinesiology series with Tara Shields, who I have had on the podcast before. And I also had an energy healing with my girl, Tash White, who is amazing, the soul intuitive, but don't book her because she's really hard to get into as it is. I've referred way too many people to her and it's hard to get an appointment. But by saying that, I will also, of course, link her in the show notes so that you can book her because she's amazing. (laughs) Uh, And just this week, so at the time of recording, just this week, we also had our house cleared by a, uh, I actually don't know what her profession is an energy an energy clearer uh her name is alex and i will also link her in the show notes that was a really incredible experience she looks at the ley lines under the property and the energetics of the place and um yeah she discovered quite a few things from the previous owner and she was able to clear those and also give me some advice on some things to do in the home to shift up the energy so that was really beautiful as well So those are a few things that I've done to help shift up my, uh, like my soul self, my energetic self. And then as far as physical energy that has started to come back as well, which is so nice. And you can probably hear that in my voice. I'm feeling a lot better. So the integrative doctor that I saw put me on a protocol. So we are treating, uh, my adrenals for stress related things you know, that, that kind of came as a result of the miscarriage last year and also those hormonal levels. It's a fairly natural approach. I'm only on one, um, like medicated prescribed thing and everything else is, uh, like you could get from a naturopath. So yeah, I'm, I'm on that protocol and it's working. I'm feeling really good. And I will go back to have blood tests, uh, three months after that initial appointment to see how things are going. As far as the weight, I don't have scales, so I don't know if I've lost weight. I don't really know. But I do feel better in my body. So whether I have or not, it doesn't really matter because I am starting to feel a lot better in my body, which is amazing. And as a result of that, and the fact that I have got energy, I'm exercising more again. Um, Back when I was putting on the weight, I was actually exercising a lot. I was doing reformer Pilates like twice a week and walking 
like every day, like a considerable amount every single day. And I was still putting on weight and I was also getting more tired. And I also, you know, I've learned now that that was because my body was struggling. So my approach to exercise now is to be consistent, not be like doing really intense exercise, but doing something every single day. And so I've signed up for this online, like 30 day program, which I have been doing. It's like five workouts a week, just from home. And it's based on your, um, like you choose the difficulty level and it, yeah, you can change it if the workout's too hard or too easy. So I'm only like a week into that. So once I actually know if I like it, yeah, probably after the 30 days, if I like it, then I will share it with you. Um, I just don't want to recommend anything that I haven't really had an opportunity to explore myself. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm feeling really well. I'm coming back to myself. Um, yeah, it's it's it feels good. And I think that it was it had to be what it was. I really had to see that shadow shadow side of myself. And if I think back across my life, there have been many opportunities for me to see particularly where my self-talk was. And I really didn't look at it like the the negative language that, you know, the shadow side of my language around my appearance. Um, so yeah, it has, it's, it's been full on, but it's been really good to be able to now understand that shadow side of myself and be able to look at it and get it and know the patterns and see whether they're like active patterns or whether they're, um, dormant patterns and what triggers them and what gets them going and all of those things. So yeah, it's been, it's been a minute, like (laughs) it's been a minute that I've been in this space, um, But something else that I've observed just this week is when we go through vibrational shifts, like what I've been speaking about, it's not uncommon to experience some loss as you shift your energy. And this can be in like any sense of the word, like it can be, um, I mean, it can be people, it can be jobs, it can be relationships. I guess that's people as well. When we shift our energy, the vibration that we put out to the world is changing. And so what we receive back changes and some things won't resonate in the way that they did before. And so if you're experiencing this and, you know, if you, if you're making shifts in your life and you're witnessing how it's changing your relationships, I think that's probably the, usually the most obvious one. I want you to know that it's okay and to hold your vibration and that it is all moving in the direction it is for the greater good. So as you get into the space of your energy, as you take up space, that is yours, you give people permission to do the same. And so really being in that place where you can just allow things to come and go, because if something is meant to leave and it's not for you, then we really have the opportunity to create some space to welcome in something new at our new vibration. So moving forward for the next few months, there are lots of exciting things happening in my business and it feels so good to be back in this space with the energy that I have right now. I'm really excited to support my community, you guys, in a really big way over the next few months. And I'm going to be working in a way that supports my energy. I have just onboarded a new team member, which feels so good. And I'm honoring my manifesta energy. I'm referring to human design here. If you haven't listened to my episode with Chrissy Royal, then please do. I'm honoring that manifesta energy and I'm working in a burst for the next few months. And then I'm going to slow down for a little bit and then come back and burst again, which is exactly how I'm designed to work. So it uh, it's it's surprised me a lot how much 
like how comfortable and how right it feels to work in that way. I've never really given myself, I mean, I've never really considered it. So um, I was going to say I've never given myself permission, but it wasn't even in my radar. So yeah, it feels exciting. So like I said, this year, I've learned a lot about the shadow side of myself and I feel like it's really liberating me and yeah, it's shifting my focus a lot. So my questions for part two of 21. So what I'm asking myself is what if this could be easy? What if it could all just flow? What if it didn't require pushing past my boundaries? And I love asking myself a question because it gets my brain thinking about an answer. Yeah, it's it's obviously exactly where I'm at right now. You know, I'm really in a space of ease and flow. And I also feel really boundary. Like I know where they are right now. And after like it's over six months of feeling really murky on all of those things, it feels really nice to be back home in myself. So we need to go through these periods in our life in order to grow. They will never stop. It's all about the comeback rate. As I have said before, as Gabby Bernstein says, this time it took me a while to come back and I'm okay with that, but I'm back, baby. And I'm so grateful to be here. So sending you all of my love. Thank you so much for listening to this raw and vulnerable episode about the inner workings of my subconscious and my (laughs) inner mean girl and all the things that she has tormented me with over the years. But I see her now and she's in her place and she's sitting where she's meant to be. So yeah, sending you all the love. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe to the podcast if you're loving what you hear. And if you have a moment, I would love for you to leave me a five-star review and a few words about what you love about this show. It helps me to get this podcast into more ears and expand my reach, which just means that I can bring you more episodes and more great guests. So thank you again for being here. It is so beautiful to have you. I will see you again soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. For more, go to katecaddle.com. If you loved the show, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you are more of a candid girl and like to see what's going on behind the scenes and what I'm really like, come and check me out on Instagram, Kate underscore cattle. I'll see you soon.